This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Caitlin Koo from Caitlin Ivy. Hi. Thank you so much for coming to the Blackout Podcast. Yeah, no worries. So... I mean, there's so many things, but, but let's first start with, um, how did you get into fashion? Um, short version or like roundabout we have version? Time. Okay. Um, I took special effects makeup in college and due to illness, I couldn't do a specific internship. So I had to do something that was indoors. So... So, like, illness? Like, was the thing making you sick, or do you have sickness that couldn't make you... Okay. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're, like, we gotta separate the tangents here. We're gonna focus on that specific tangent. We gotta follow some kind of storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's... That's way left. Okay, okay, so you couldn't Redirect. Okay, so I couldn't... (laughs) I couldn't do the traditional internship. Yeah. So um, I actually interned with a corset designer in Toronto. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, like the don't breathe thing? Yeah. Well, you could breathe. <laughs> it's all. It's... You know, I was watching a documentary that, I don't know, for some reason I'm watching weird documentaries, but apparently, like, um, back in the days, that thing was like, how wood inside? Yeah. And, like, the tighten it up sometimes the women would pass out yeah well you try putting a whole bunch of logs around your chest <laughs> tie it with a rope and see how well you can breathe and yeah, then just walk around in normal t- but also like whalebone was used yeah. and like reeds so yeah well we don't we don't use whalebone now so nobody <laughs> cruelty free yeah um but we like it's spiral steel, so it does move a little bit with the body, but it does hold in. Mm. And so we did fashion shows, we did brides, we did custom orders and all that. So I started fashion in that regards. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And how long would do did you work with the lady for? Um, six years probably. Yeah. yeah. And what were you mainly doing there? What was I mainly doing there? Um, Everything. Um, (laughs) Personal assistant, makeup, um, production, uh, event planning. uh, Event planning? Yeah, for for photo shoots or fashion shows or conventions or... Okay. Yeah, we did a lot. It was the the two of us and we did a lot. (laughs) How how often would you do conventions and, and these shows? Um, maybe eight times a year. Shit, yeah. that's a lot. And how? What's the how? What's the average time from no corset to corset? Um. Well, it depends on how elaborate it was going to be decorated. So about twenty hours. Okay, and that's like basic, basic. Um, like mid. Okay, is about is about twenty hours. Shoot. For one, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, that's a lot. Um, and then you did this for six years, mm-hmm. and but you weren't making this because like all this stuff is. When did this one start? Was it like right away after the six years? I've always liked to sew. 
Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know people didn't know how to sew. What? I just <laughs> I just assumed that everybody knew how to sew. And that they were just like my sister who she knew how to sew. She just didn't like to. Uh, so I just assumed that everybody was like that because yeah. I knew how to sew. Who was, who's older? Oh, uh, I am. Okay. So I just assumed that everybody was like that. And so, you know, how in high school they have like home ec classes. I, I didn't see the point of that. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was super daft. Like you're learning how to sew and cook and clean. Like did nobody grow up? Like how did you get so So wait, <laughs> how did you like grow up so you just grew up sewing? Like, yeah. Okay. I, I was three years old sitting on my mom's lap like while she pressed <laughs> the pedal and I like my first like toy. I still have my childhood toy that I made when I was three. So and it's what? Sewing. So yeah. Oh, so okay. that toy is turning 27 <laughs> actually it's 27 turning 28 yeah yeah so so you you did and then you've always sewn and then yeah um so i i started sewing costumes for um like productions in college so if everybody was doing like a short film like a student short film like i was able to do that um because i had friends in theater tech and sometimes they would need a hand and sometimes i just did it and mm. then if I was doing the makeup already on it, you already had a makeup artist, so it's easy to be like, oh, can you make this? Or I have this idea and, and I can make that happen. Mm. And then working for a corset designer, you kind of, you're sewing all the time, you're making things all the time. Mm -hmm. It kind of went along with that. So I just started sewing my own projects. I would see things. I was just like, oh, that's neat. And kind of designing things for photo shoots. And then it kind of erupted from there. Mm. <laughs> I photo started shoots. going and I didn't stop. For, yeah, but photo shoots of others or like of yourself because you're Both. also model too. Yeah. And when did you start modeling? How did I start? Um, it started in college because um, I was doing the makeup for um, a photo shoot because it was an arts college. So the photographer was a student. I'm a makeup artist. I'm a student. Um, the model didn't show up. Um, so they're like, makeup artist, in you go. And... Um, <laughs> And then I did okay, so <laughs> so I did that. And then I was um, shopping at a boutique in Toronto, and uh, one of the ladies like, "Oh, perfect! You look exactly like what we need. We have a show <laughs> next week. Are you able to come in for a fitting tomorrow?" So that was like my first runway experience. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. And how was that one? Um, it was it was it was okay. <laughs> I've I've had I've had better since. So oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and then so this was when did you move to Halifax? Um, five years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And you did a lot of stuff sewing and all that in Toronto. Yeah. But when was Kate and Ivy started? Um, just before. I moved to Halifax because I was making, I was making unicorn horns. So I kind of brought that with me. And then I was, I, I made unicorn horns when I was here. And then I had, I used those accessories in Atlantic Fashion Week the first year I was here. And then the next year I showed clothing, shoes and unicorn horns. So I made like the entire outfit and then it just went from there. Uh, do you do it every year? Or? Um, I don't, I I've done maybe four mm. now, but 
Um, I've started doing my own shows a couple of years ago, so I do mainly mainly when, do those. When was your last fashion uh, Atlantic Fashion Week show? Last one was maybe two years ago. Okay, and why did you decide to start doing your own shows? Um, I could showcase a lot more, and I'd have a lot more control over the vibe. And the, like the whole atmosphere, so I could present more a uh, more cohesive collection, and the demographic wasn't great for Atlantic Fashion Week for I what I, I need. Well, I'm not actually. Have I been there? Maybe, but like demographic, what do you mean? Um, they're they're very like high fashion, like in style magazine kind of clothing. And mine is a little bit more costumey, more performers. Mm. So it's easy to take that out of the traditional runway setting and put it in like a theater or a gay bar because the people who are going to go see that are going to be my yeah. clients gotcha. to begin with. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. And when was your first one? Three years ago. Mm. Did he have a name? Um, first. First, sir, first solo show. Yeah, would be my first solo show. Would be three years ago. That's not with like Atlantic Fashion Week or anything. Yeah, Josie. Yeah, um, that one was glitter, not bitter. <laughs> I can't stand glitter. Oh my God, I just do you have it? Actually, this is really a huge tangent, but it's still on point. Do you have any tips for getting rid of glitter? Don't use glitter. <laughs> Um, duct tape. What? So you just bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, you pretty much wax the glitter off you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's the only way. Okay. Um, so glitter, no bitter. Why did you choose that name? Um, because all of my pieces were pieces that I was using as art pieces to kind of help me deal with mental health issues and some of the personal traumas that I was going with. Mm. Um, so I took everything that would have made me bitter and angry and turned it into something nice and pretty and fairy tales and unicorns and glitter. So, and also I throw glitter on everything. Just <laughs> so sorry about the studio guys. Cause like <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's here. And, um, like, so uh, how do I, so how many outfits did you have for that show? Uh, I want to say like 24. <laughs> so, and each one had a story? Yep. Like, was it, okay. So, was it one story for all 24 or each one was its own story? Is, is what, yeah, that's the question I'm asking. A little bit of both. Oh, okay. There are certain pieces that were very much, this is a thing. Mm -hmm. This entire thing has like uh, either a feeling behind it or there was a specific moment in my life behind it. Mm. Um, and some of them were just going with the the general idea. Mm. It also depended on how much detail was on them. In what way? Because if I spent like a month on a piece and I'm individually rhinestoning and I'm spending so much time on it, you're already putting that much emotion into it. So mm. it's hard not to put a little bit more of yourself into it because uh, you've spent so much time with it. At uh, what time do you decide it's a story? Is it before it starts or in the process? Uh... You know how it works. It's like midway. It'll be like, oh, yeah, it's good. This is, what, this, is what, this is what we're going with. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> do, do you ever have a situation? I mean, I guess maybe not, but like you already 
name the pieces before you go. Oh god, no. Oh okay. no, 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 no. Because so, so, it could go anywhere. So that's <laughs> what I'm trying to. So that leads to my question: Where in your mind you like this means anger? See, but then someone sees it and like sees I don't know peace or serenity and stuff. Like, have you ever had such a situation? I've had very strange situations on how people interpret like anything that I do. So mm-hmm. this, for example, yeah. I spent forever on this and like all the beating and all the rooshing and uh, it was almost finished. And my ex had um, black oil paint that he got on the back of it. Um, so that's why the back is a lot more elaborate than the front. Uh, it's to cover, wait, so, wait, wait. It's to cover up the black oil paint. So you just kind of got to work with whatever happens. So wait, like <laughs> he did it on purpose? Or? Uh, no, he was very careless. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly certain that the house went very quiet the minute that the paint touched the garment. Mm. What did you do? I froze and just stared at him. <laughs> And how did you, like, did you decide what direction you were going to use to fix it right away? No, first was panic. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely just, and it was more, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be okay. Mm. Sorry, 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 Caitlin. I didn't mean to, it's fine. Everything is fine. It's going to be okay. Just, it's fine. Okay. But but, it turned out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So now, how do you decide? For your shows, how do you decide on the models? Um, the majority of my models have shared with me their mental health struggles mm. or their struggles with sexual assaults. And I really like to be able to give them their moment to shine and to give them their moment to feel like beautiful and empowered and kind of give them that like little bit of childish joy that that they can carry with them because that's mm. what I really want to bring into my shows. Mm. So that's why they, they sometimes call me the fairy godmother because I'll give them their Cinderella moment. Because I've got the shoes. Ay! So which came first though, clothes or shoes? Clothes. Okay. Then when when did it, the shoes start? Um, Just about... They started... About four years ago, but with that outfit, I did choose to go with that outfit just because to make it a cohesive piece. So it was for my first solo um, showing at Atlantic Fashion Week was my first like four inch shoes. And then I didn't stop. Mm. Started and I just didn't stop, as with everything. And with the the shoes, uh, do you see the end product before you start or? Okay. Anything can happen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And then you you decide, I guess, I think with Atlantic Fashion Week, you have to kind of apply or something. Yep. So when you apply, do you know your theme for the show then? Or, you okay. <laughs> you just winged it. Or... I, I, um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So you did the application, got in. Um, what what happens from then to the very first time your model steps on the runway? Panic and sleepless nights. <laughs> Why? Um, sometimes it. Sometimes I I feel like I need to create something else because I've 
just randomly decide I'm going in a different direction, mm. as you do. Um, sometimes you'll find the perfect model for an outfit, but then their shoes, their feet don't fit the shoes that you originally planned for that. So you got to kind of customize for that. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a lot of last minute tweaking, but that can turn into quite, quite a bit of tweaking. Mm. <laughs> um, and then planning how you want their hair and the makeup and then having somebody do the music for you to make sure that everything kind of flows together. Mm. And, um, yeah. Wow. The usual, you know. <clears throat> and, um, but like with the fashion show, you just have your segment, right? And that's mm -hmm. it. And then you leave, I guess. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Back up and off you go. But with your show, it's longer. Yeah. And you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Uh, what, what, I guess, what extra work do you have to do now when it comes to your show? Um, if it's your own show, you have to find a place to do the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so venue and then, um, advertising, getting all the models together, getting your makeup teams together, getting your hairstylist teams together, um, making sure that you have transportation for all of your stuff to get there. Mm. Um, seeing how long you need to have that particular venue, what kind of restrictions may or may not apply. For example, if you're showing at a bar, you have to make sure that all your models are, can legally get in, uh. as opposed to a theater who might want less glitter mess <laughs> than a gay bar might allow. Yeah. So it's, it's little things. Mm. And then... Just making sure then you're in charge of your own self-promotion, which I I hate that part. That's like... Why? I like doing stuff. I don't like being like, oh, this is me. But like, that's how people get to see the thing you do. I though. understand that. And I, I know the value and importance, but it's just... Mm. No, I can talk about anybody else until the cows come home. Yeah, yeah. See, cows. <laughs> i'm like i mean i understand um i understand that right but at a point it's just what you have to do oh yeah and then when you do it exactly. I, just, I don't have to like it <laughs> when it comes to doing it what is your approach to that panic <laughs> um and mainly social media presence yeah yeah so uh, visibility on social media okay yeah when, when was your last show again you said your own last show, not my own last show, no. about a year and a half ago. And what was that one called? Um, that one was in my shoes. In my shoes. Get it? Cause like it's my perspective. It's in my shoes. People uh. wearing my shoes. Eh. Sorry. So that one had a lot of shoes going on. Or? Well, any of my shows have a lot of shoes because mm. every outfit will have shoes. Except for I always have one model who's in bare feet. Why? Because someone has to be grounded. Uh. Okay. Gotcha. And there's always going to be one person who can't walk in heels. Mm. So you're like, there you are. Token okay. barefoot. Off you go. <laughs> and like the walk barefoot the entire show or? Mm -hmm. Oh. And how do you decide what piece they wear? Um, what fits them? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I have a specific model in mind and I'll make a piece to fit them. Mm. And, and specifically this model with no shoes? Um, that could be anybody. Okay. <laughs> Usually it, it all depends. Okay. Um, the model that I had without shoes in my last show, um, she couldn't wear heels. She had really bad vertigo. Um, and oh. she was recovering from a car accident. So oh. I, 
She's like, I could practice really hard. Nope. No. Yeah. I don't want anybody. Yeah, hurt. yeah. You know, I don't understand. Like, it's it's. I don't know. I I deal with that sometimes when say, say okay. So like now I'm I'm kind of working on this project with someone, and it's like something that might be a trigger, but but like they're like you know I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, yeah. and like I'm still delaying it because you know or just making it happen like in pieces. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm not a trained medical head person. Because yeah. if the person freaks out, I'm not going to know what to do, right? So it's always difficult when you can't... I mean, we might go shoot and everything is fine, everything. But you... you, <laughs> It's difficult to tell the person, okay, let's chill. Like, there are things that we have to unpack before we do this. And then the person is like, no, but I can't do it. Uh, but see I understand because like I'm the same way I'll be like no no I'm fine everything's fine we can do this and then I'm also on the other side of the table no 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 this is not okay Mm. if you're not 100% we are not doing this I don't I can't apply it to myself Mm. like 100% can't just be like connect that but well, I mean, it helps <laughs> that you can see that when you're working with other people, because I think thinking of the people you work with for anything, not just fashion shows or art or whatever. I just think thinking, making sure the people you work with around or whatever, are maybe not hundred percent, but at least close to hundred percent as possible is super essential. I just that's how I just believe mm-hmm. it should be. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So in my shoes, what the theme for that one was what? Like, I mean, what was the overall theme for the show? Um, it was unpacking a lot of past traumas and kind of dealing with that. It kind of went hand in hand with what I was dealing with in therapy. It was like an extension of that is just dealing with um some of the sexual trauma and sexual abuse that I've had in past relationships and in my teen years. So it was kind of unpicking that and then mentally ironing things out, I suppose. Okay, so you had that as a theme, wrote the show. Well, I don't know if you write the show. Do you write your show? Like, What do you mean by write my show? Yeah, okay, so let me, exactly, that's a good question. So by write your show, is like the flow, this is what will happen, and then this, yep. and then, so that's what I mean. So you write the show, and then, but how do you choose the people? Because it's, sto- it's, it's your story, right? Um, but how do you choose the people, and how much of the, your story do you share with them, with the models? Um. So again, mo- a lot of my models have come to me and told me their their mental health stories mm. and kind of opened up to me on that. And so I'm really grateful for that. So sometimes I will kind of work that in with their pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it's people that I've approached and I really like their energy or their look or how they present themselves to the communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes people have reached out to me because I don't always see everybody i don't always go to every casting call so it's it's kind of nice when i do have that mm. but every show my models will get a, a card or a letter and it explains the significance of the pieces that they're wearing to them so they don't have to share it with anybody else they just know for themselves what it means to me so they can they can take that as it is but sometimes that's how 
that changes how they wear it. The piece itself? Yeah. But you, do you now link that to the overall arc of the theme of the show? Yeah. Like, do you say... Yeah. D- yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever get pushback? Have you ever gotten that? How so? Like, say, I don't know, you like this person or you like their look or whatever, and, and you're like, I want you to wear red X, Y, Z, and the person's like, I'd rather not. Yeah. Okay. How so, do you handle that? Well, if that's not something they're comfortable with, well, put something else on. <laughs> okay. The, the point in my shows is yeah. for people to feel good and to showcase themselves and, mm. like, in a comfortable way mm-hmm. to make themselves feel beautiful, to make themselves feel joy. If mm-hmm. they hate their outfit, they're not going to feel that joy. Mm-hmm. They're not going to present that joy. So, so and that, that leads me to the other thing where you are, uh, well, I wouldn't say outspoken, but you are very um, passionate about things that matter to you, right? Mm-hmm. And just... But aren't you? <laughs> we all are, but that's the thing, right? It we all are passionate about what means matters to us, right? Individually, mm-hmm. as a whole. Uh, so actually, individually, so what matters to me might mean fuck all to you, right? Like yeah. my my I might be crashing in a wave, and you just worry about one hair out of place, because that's what matters to you at that mm-hmm. moment. But now, the the things you share is really heavy, right? They can be. <laughs> well, okay. Let's go with they can be. Let's go with they can be heavy. Yeah. Um. Do you like? Do you feel that um sometimes it can be a bit much for other people that are not like in the audience and so. It's not always a comfortable subject. Mm. So they might feel uncomfortable. It's not going to change what I have to say. Fair enough. Now, listen to the next one where, like, you, you, when you have something to say, you say, do you feel sometimes you kind of are a mouthpiece for other people that have things to say that they don't know how to say it or have, like, a platform to say it? I don't see myself as that, but people have come to me and brought that to my attention and said that that was something that I was able to speak to them as them to other people mm. so there was a little bit eye-opening when it happens and then how do you handle that when it happens i usually cry <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> <lie>. <laughs> <laughs> we usually get super emotional and we have like a little moment um but often those times is going to be emotional because they are sharing their stories with me mm. they're having their moment their they're sharing either a very strong emotion or they're showing past sharing past traumas. Mm. So it's something to tread lightly on and be compassionate and sympathetic and empathetic in that particular kind of context and kind of try and heal together from it and with them. Mm-hmm. And how much healing is this for you? Oh, I'd be insane. <laughs> I would be an absolute nutcase if I didn't if I didn't have this if I didn't do this yeah because that's how some people will like punch walls mm. some people they have like fantastic music or they'll write it out this is 
this is my outlet. Mm. But you're right too, though. Cause, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right too. And <laughs> the thing is, you don't hold back. Do you, like? Does it ever get to a point where, like, okay, maybe I'll not say this one? I mean, you don't get into pretty details, but it's just it's it's raw how you put your experiences. They are raw though, yeah. and it's it's sometimes like I I do use a lot of metaphors and like imagery, obviously, to mm. kind of generalize so people can relate to them a little bit more because my experiences are super specific. Mm. Not everybody might relate to that particular, but they'll re relate to that kind of feeling or the illusion of this resonates with the mm. with them. So I find it's a lot easier to kind of have that. Mm -hmm. um also i don't always know what to say <laughs> so there's that <laughs> yeah you don't self-censor you don't self-censor i don't think so meaning <laughs> meaning you don't say oh shit i shouldn't have said that oh <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, wait, rephrase, rephrase. But I don't know. What's it's out? It's out. It's no, it's no reeling that one back. So, I mean, I, I have said th things that I'm just like, that that, that was really stupid of you. <laughs> but and, what uh, can you do? And you do paints too. I do, yes. So which one came first? Like, you've always been sewing since you were a kid. Yeah, and said. I've always been painting, too. Oh, oh those came honey. And hand. I've always been writing, too. <laughs> I grew up in a very creative household. So, oh, okay. Like, I blame my parents. Oh, okay. As we all do. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay, we'll go with this. Um, and when it comes to painting, how do you decide what you're going to put on the canvas? I don't. You don't? <laughs> same with same with pretty much everything I do. I just start mm. and then it it kind of just takes on a life of its own and it just does its own thing. Mm. I can't overanalyze and overthink things. Yeah. Cause it it never turns out the way because I, I, I can't necessarily form a fully formed concept and be like this and then this is the next step, and then this is the next step. But like, okay, see, say the shoes for in, in, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. You say you don't see it, but at what point do you know it's done? Then I don't always know when it's done. I <laughs> I nitpick a lot. I've gotten up in the middle of the night, opened my eyes, put my glasses on, and the painting that was hanging like on the other side. I'm like, oh no, oh no, and I had to fix it right then and there. So okay, some things are. Like I will pick them up again and and change things or and some things I'll I'll just I'll look at it and be like, no, I'm super happy with that. Mm. So what is the story of the shoes? Which ones? Uh, both. Let's start with the dog feet first. Um, right? That's dog feet. That, yes? that is duck feet. Okay. Yeah. Um I was told that I was duck footed once. By a guy? Um, I don't even remember. Oh, I just okay. remember it resonating because I I thought it was hilarious. I'm just, <laughs> just a duck. Well, also because people call me like cuckoo because like I'm a bird. Oh, so yeah. any kind of bird reference to me is kind of funny. But um, and then when I saw like little duck finger puppet, like duck feet 
finger puppets. I'm just like, those would look amazing on shoes. And people kind of laughed it off. Yeah. So I I did it. So how and do you then, make them so sturdy? Like, Well, pick them up. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah, because okay. like, it's, got it, it's got the it, little got puppet, it, got so they're, they're already rubbery as got it, it is. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then um, th- the shape of the shoe already kind of looked like a duck. Mm. So... The, the blue is water off a duck's back. Oh. Because people can say whatever you want. They can call me duck-footed. But it's pretty. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I see it. Uh, and, uh, and the dragon. That's a dragon, right? It is a dragon. Okay, okay. It would be a pretty funny cow. <laughs> it's like cow. <laughs> what? what? You look at it, you're like, that's a dra- that is a dragon, right? Yeah. I don't know what other animal it could have been. (laughs) And you put each stone on one at a time. Yes. So here's the thing. Like, you can't be that specific and be like, oh, no, I didn't see it coming. Because you kind of have to know where you want to put one, right? Like, Yeah, but you'll put, like, you'll put the glue there and then the gem. Like. Yeah. Like, I, when I started like putting stuff on like mm. this. I have no idea what pattern it's going to be when it gets to here. Oh jeez. I sometimes it's whatever fits. Sometimes <laughs> ooh, that's shiny. Sometimes I'm running out of a color. Oh. <laughs> and I, this is what I happen to have. Okay. So sometimes I'm too lazy to go over to the dollar store and replenish. So it's going to be <laughs> something else. Um and uh on the garments. So actually, first before we get there, how did the name Caden Ivy happen? Um, my house in Toronto was covered in ivy, and no matter what, like ivy is going to grow. It is persistent. It will bloom. It will multiply. It will. It and it takes. It takes over. But it also um, doesn't necessarily need sunlight to thrive. Oh. So it can be beautiful, and it can thrive and grow strength in the shadows. And it covered my house, but it also covered a lot of the shitty things that happened in that house. Mm. And it grew over, like, the barbed wire. And it grew over, like, the covering windows so you couldn't see inside. Mm. So it's something beautiful that was covering something terrible and that could thrive and grow in that environment. Mm. And then Caden came from the Celtic for Warrior. Oh. A warrior that a warrior that can thrive and can thrive even when there's no sun and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Caden and Ivy. Now, so the 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 undergarments. Yeah. How do you like? What's the what's the process that goes into making one? Um, figuring out a style and a pattern is the biggest thing. Okay. Now that one you have to see in your head or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anything, you have to have, like, a basic, like, outline of how things are going to... This is all flippy. There we go. Okay. Much better. Um, you need some kind of shell. So, mm. like, I start off with a pair of shoes. Or I start off with a basic jacket, like, outline. So, mm. the undergarments started off with a specific pattern of the general shape. And also, with the undergarments, you do need to have... Because I'm making multiple, you do have to have a streamline, like small, medium, large. Mm. 
so they have to they do have to have some semblance of a fit in that regard mm -hmm. and then figuring out fabrics that's going to work for it um or initially it was because i i wanted some underwear and I went to the mall and I couldn't find anything I liked and I was really frustrated and then I was like you're an idiot you literally make clothes oh. and why have I never thought of this before because this literally happened in August <laughs> so th this epiphany <laughs> was in August yeah. and I'm, I'm I've been slapping myself in the face ever since so I took what I found was comfortable or I thought was flattering on a male or a female mm. and I kind of put that in a stewing pot and kind of worked that around and started making underwear. So I made a set for me because I'm just like, no, this is what I want. So I made it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I posted on Instagram and then some people were like, I want one. I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. Easy. I know how to do that. So I made sets for them. Mm. And I was like, this is super easy. And this is a lot of fun. I can have a lot of fun with this. So I started kind of like doing different styles and then other people were like hey i want that too i'm like okay cool so i kept going i haven't stopped yet see i just keep going and i can't stop <laughs> so i'm gonna end it with this you have this show coming do you have a title for this show um working title is what <laughs> is glitterati subject to change so don't quote me on that fair enough uh when is when do you see it happening and um it's booked for may 29th at the bus stop theater okay yes so so i'm guessing there's a lot of glitter right um okay <laughs> <laughs> bus stop has a very specific no loose glitter policy oh but smart. bless Bless their hearts, they still let me in the building. <laughs> so shout out to Best Stop for loving me. Um, so we just make sure that everything is attached. Uh, glitter just goes everywhere. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, do you have an idea how many pieces you're going to make? Okay. That's subject to change up until people are on the runway. Okay. Because I've had models drop out like last minute and I was literally running through the casino like looking at people's feet it was a whole cinderfeller thing because i like i literally had a shoe that needed to fit a guy <laughs> <laughs> you laugh but it was a, it really should have been a documentary of me like slyly walking through the casino like checking out guys feet <laughs> absolutely this this 100 happened <laughs> did you find a feet though um <laughs> we we did but then we had to figure out how to if it, if the t-shirt was going to fit so i found one of the models when he came he was modeling for another designer we put him in it we had to shove like paper towel in the in the shoe to make sure that they didn't fall off him and then it would have been a real cinderfeller moment yeah so yeah. again i'm all about the fairy tales so oh yeah yeah i see it wasn't glass though but Actually, I you know what I said I said I was gonna be the last question, but my last question <laughs> is this one: What what's behind it so meant for me that that book? Um, what's behind anything I do? Past trauma, mental health, <laughs> get everything out so I don't have to resonate in me. Um, okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, I mean, I know you have a lot of work to do to prepare for the show. So good luck. I don't know what that. you're talking about. <laughs> sleep. I'm... I don't need sleep. You you provided me with coffee. It's fine. <laughs> I'm super 
happy that uh, you came to the show today. Thank you for having and me. And I can't wait to have you back. Yay! Thanks. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Before, you know, I came, this is the third time, but really, this is the last time. Are you Before, sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was bad at like starting <laughs> things and just like keep going. I don't just I don't end so, things. I keep so, going. So what what like um and what's the social media for all this cool stuff? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Caden Ivy. Oh yeah, obviously. Imagine that. I know it's it's, it's very difficult to remember. <laughs> Wait, what was the spell spelling though? K A I D A I N. Ivy. Yeah, sometimes I miss that second A, but okay. Got it's it. Fine. Thank you. You'll so find me much. eventually. You can you can type in like the first like couple letters and it'll come up as like Halifax Unicorn and you're like, okay, that's her. <laughs> like it's hard to miss. Okay, okay. That was really the last one now. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.